الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وجعلنا نومكم سباتا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم so we're continuing the series on du'as that the Prophet ﷺ taught us that he would re- recite or he would recommend that we recite on a uh, at some regular interval. And in particular, we're trying to choose du'as that perhaps we haven't f- already put into into practice. Now, uh, one thing to note is the Prophet ﷺ, the, re- the reason that we're going into depth with these du'as uh, rather than just trying to memorize it and move on is because the Prophet ﷺ, although he was reciting these with his tongue, with his reciting these with his tongue, the supplications he would make were simply a manifestation of what was in his heart. So when we are reciting this as well, then we should reflect upon it. It should be, it shouldn't be lip service. It should be a manifestation of what lies in our heart as well. So when the Prophet ﷺ, yesterday we went over the du'a of Bismillahi tawakkaltu ala Allah wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Uh, when we leave the house and we're saying this, we should be thinking, well, is this is this present within my heart? Because I'm supplicating to my Lord, I I should manifest what's in my heart. So today's dua is the dua of when we wake up in the morning. We do this every single day. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ taught us this this dua is narrated in the books of both Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim. The dua is, Alhamdulillah alladhi ahyana. بَعْدَمَا أَمَاتَنَا وَإِلَيْهِ النُّشُورِ Again, الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي أَحْيَانَا بَعْدَمَا أَمَاتَنَا وَإِلَيْهِ النُّشُورِ So, let's go over it. The first uh, word, the first two words, الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ The Prophet ﷺ is teaching us here that the first thing that we should think of in the morning, the first thing, anything, the first being we should think of in the morning is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how we start our day. That's how we start our day. We begin our day proclaiming that there is nothing worthy of praise except Allah. As we go throughout our day, when we when we wake up in the morning, there's usually then a series of things that we go through. We wake up, we go to the restroom, we you know brush our teeth, we may make wudu, we might pray, uh, then we will attend to whatever we need to attend to. Some of us will have families, children, parents that we need to attend to. We go to school, we go to work. And then we come back. And so there's a series of, of things that we're going to attend to. And every single thing throughout the day is going to seek our attention. It's going to seek our praise. There's going to be people at work that are going to seek your praise. Your car is going to seek your praise. Your home is going to seek your praise. But when we first wake up in the morning, Allah Ta'ala is reminding us that there's nothing actually worthy of praise except me. Allah Ta'ala is reminding us. So this is something that we uh, m- must heed that we begin our day with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name. The, it comes in narration that Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he narrates that uh, from, about the Prophet, from the Prophet wasallam that when a person either enters his home or a person when they go to sleep, one angel and one shaitan, and this is narrated in Bukhari, one angel and one shaitan race toward that individual. They rush toward that individual. Um, in, in these two circumstances One angel, one shaitan They rush toward the person As soon as they enter into their home And as soon as they go to bed at night Or when they're going to bed at night And the angel says Seal it with good Seal this person with good And shaitan says Seal this person with evil 
then if a person remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by taking Allah ta'ala's name, shaitan goes away and the angel remains a protector of him or her. And if the person doesn't remember Allah ta'ala during these two times, then the angel goes away and then shaitan becomes that person's protector. So when we go to bed at night, we take Allah Ta'ala's name as well. Right? This is a separate dua which we're not going to cover. But even when we're going to bed at night, we take Allah Ta'ala's name with the hope that the angel will be protecting us. Any action that we do, we talked about this yesterday in, in detail. Any action that we ever begin, anything that we ever do, any undertaking, we always begin with the name of Allah Ta'ala. And waking up in the morning, there's absolutely no exception. That we begin by taking the name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Now, if we look at our own life and we think, well, what's the first thing that we do when we wake up in the morning? I, it, I mean, I think it varies perhaps by culture or by generation. Uh, but for many people, the first thing nowadays that we do is we reach over, grab our cell phone and look at it. That's how we begin our day. Or that's how we begin our morning. And this could be 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, not only is it unhealthy psychologically, but it's unhealthy spiritually as well. Because then you're beginning your day with what's most important to you which is the phone, but or it used to be maybe the television, or it used to be our toothbrush, or it used to be speaking with the person, you know, our, our bed partner, our wife, or, you know, if we're married, our husband. But the Prophet said, look, the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning, however you want to do it, you decide. If, if you don't want to reset this dua, that's fine. But you should re always begin the day by remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, uh, when we're talking about beginning with Allah Ta'ala, there's another hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that you probably might have heard this, that when a person wakes up in the morning, they wake up with three knots that are tied. We've heard this hadith, right? Three knots. And then there's three steps that a person will then undertake to untie those knots. So this occurs every single time. When a person wakes up, there's three knots that shaitan basically ties. Uh, physically, you can't see them. The three knots that are tying a person down, and this is what... Um, makes it difficult for a person to actually wake up and then continue through their day. This is why we might feel really tired in the morning. So the three ways by which the Prophet told us to remove these knots, the first way is by taking Allah Ta'ala's name. That if we take Allah Ta'ala's name, when we first wake up, our eyes open and we say, Alhamdulillah, we say, Bismillah, then that first knot becomes untied. And then the next, and then the next step is that you go, to the, you go and make wudu. And you go and make wudu. With that wudu, the second tie, uh, knot is untied. And then the Prophet advises that the third thing to do is that you pray two rak'ah of salah quickly. Two quick rak'ah of salah, and then that third knot is untied. So this is the etiquette of how we wake up. That we wake up with the name of Allah, we wake up with making wudu, and we wake up praying two rak'ah. And before doing anything else, this should be the ideal start to a day, assuming that you know we, work, we wake up in the morning. So there's two times that a person can wake up in the morning. In the ideal situation, a person wakes up for tahajjud. So we wake up, we say alhamdulillah, or alhamdulillah, we write this dua, we get out of bed, we make wudu, our second knot is untied, and then we pray two quick rak'ah. In tahajjud, the first two rak'ah that we pray should be two very quick rak'ah because otherwise we can put ourselves right back to sleep if we prolong our salah. Okay? And then for, if we wake up for fajr prayer, the same rule will apply. The two rak'ah that we pray before the fajr prayer, that sunnah, should also be performed very quickly. It comes in hadith, Aisha anha, about the Prophet she said that his two rak'ah before the Fajr prayer was so quick that she wondered if he had even recited anything in the Salah. That's how quickly those two rak'ah were performed. So keep that in mind that this is how we begin our morning. Now, when we are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first thing in the morning, we're actually making dua to Allah ta'ala. We're actually making dua. And then we wonder, how is Alhamdulillah, which more or less translates into praise be to Allah or thank you Allah. 
How is that a supplication? It comes in another hadith the Prophet says, That the best form of remembering Allah is La ilaha illallah. The best dua, the best supplication is Alhamdulillah. The best supplication is Alhamdulillah. Well, how is the best supplication Alhamdulillah? The ulama say it's because if a person just spends the day or spends their time praising Allah and thanking Allah and raising His great name, that's so dear to Allah Ta'ala that He takes care of whatever wish, desire, or need the believer has. You know, when we make dua, we often ask, Oh Allah, grant us this. Oh Allah, grant us that. Oh Allah, give me this, give me that. But we don't actually know if all of these things are in our best interest. We, we do ask them, we should, but we don't actually know if it's in our best interest. But on the other hand, if we left it to Allah Ta'ala to just take care of every need that we have, every desire that we have, then that would be sufficient for us. So, if we, so this is why, Alhamdulillah, praising Allah Ta'ala is the best dua the Prophet wasallam said. The best dua. And also when we are making dua to Allah Ta'ala, in general, when we raise our hands and make dua to Allah Ta'ala, we learn from this too that we should spend time praising Allah Ta'ala before we ask Him for what we need. Even if we spent the entire dua just praising Allah, it would have been sufficient. But at least some amount of time we should spend praising Allah, saying that, Yo Allah, Ya Allah, You are great, Ya Allah, You are supreme, Ya Allah, You are khaliq, Ya Allah, You are jabbar, Ya Allah. Whatever language we want to use, it could be in English, it could be in Arabic, we just begin by praising Allah Ta'ala and singing. This is what the rest of the universe does. Everything but the creation of Allah praises Allah. يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْحَرْضِ Whatever is contained in the heavens, everything in the heavens and everything in the earth sings the praises of Allah. The exception is the human being. So we should sing the praises of Allah Ta'ala when we begin to supplicate to Him. Now, let's continue. So we're not just saying Alhamdulillah here, although you can draw all these lessons from just Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, that being who? Alhamdulillah, that being who? Who what? Ahyana ba'dama amatana. Who gave me life again after I passed away or after I died? To that being that gave me life. Now, what is meant by giving life? Think about it. Now, let's let's see. If it, let's let's focus on the ahyana part. What it meant for Allah Taala to bring us into existence. How complex this must have been, right? We would never, if it were, we were left to our own means, we would never be able to bring anything into existence. Animals, you know, plants, human beings, n- nothing. Allah Ta'ala created us and this is a blessing beyond blessings. If it weren't for Him, we wouldn't be in existence. If it weren't for Him, we wouldn't be here right now. If it weren't for Him, we wouldn't be striving for the fruits of Jannah. If it weren't for Him, we would never, we'll never be able to experience Jannah. It is Allah Ta'ala's mercy and only His mercy that brought us into existence. Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, thank you for bringing me into existence. Thank you for making me alive. Thanking me, thank you for making me something. Allah Ta'ala, when He decided to create us, it's very possible that He created, created us as material that was used for this carpet. Or the, the wood that was used for, I don't know if this is real wood or not, it doesn't sound like it, but whatever, what this is. It could have been this plank right here. It could have been a blade of grass outside. All of these things are Allah Ta'ala's creation and each one was strategically designed and placed by Allah Ta'ala. There are millions of insects that are roaming underneath us right now. Millions of insects that are underneath us 
you know, crawling underneath us. Each one was strategically created and placed by Allah Ta'ala. It could have been that Allah Ta'ala made us one of those insects. He didn't. Alhamdulillah, He chose to make us from amongst the, from the best of creation, which were human beings. And Alhamdulillah, when He decided to create us, He decided to create us from amongst those that believe in Him. And from amongst those that are from the Ummah of the Prophet If we were to think and reflect upon this for the, enti- the entire rest of the day, it wouldn't be sufficient. And so we are reminded to wake up with this, Alhamdulillahilladhi ahyana, Ya Allah, thank you for creating me. But it, 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 thank you for creating me, or thank you for giving me life. And then beyond that, ma amatana. Thank you for giving me life after you took my life away, or after I had passed away. Look, when we're sleeping, uh, it's like the, the sister of death, that's what it's called. When a person goes to bed at night, it is more or less equivalent to the state of death. And there's a few reasons for this. Or there's a few uh, thoughts with regards to this. The first is that when we're sleeping, uh, we aren't able to care for ourselves. We are lifeless, if you will. We are lifeless. When a person is in their grave, it's the same scenario. You are by yourself. You're lying down. You're probably facing the right, which is a sunnah when you're sleeping. You're probably facing, at least your head is facing toward the right side. And you are completely lifeless. Completely lifeless. The rest of the world moves on. Everything still happens in every part of the country, in every part of the world. All of these, uh, you know, all of these things that make the news. Everything is still continuing. Your family's still alive. Your your children are still doing what they need to do. Your workplace is continuing to move on. You are completely lifeless. When a person goes to sleep, it's the same scenario. The rest of the world is continuing. You yourself are lifeless during that time. And in fact, what happens when a person goes to sleep is that for a period of time, the soul is actually removed from the body. And then, it's placed back. If Allah Ta'ala chooses to remove, when He removes our soul from our body, not to place it back into us, then that's it. We're done. Our life is done. And there are thousands of people that tonight will go to bed, not realizing their soul's coming out, and then it's not going to be returned. This will happen to us one day. We'll go to bed, we won't know, we'll assume that our soul is going to be returned to us the next day, but we don't know. We don't know. It's purely Allah Ta'ala's decision. If He decides to put our soul back into us, then we'll wake up and we'll continue on uh, with our life in, our, in this journey called life. So this is how it's considered the sister of death. And even uh, you know, physiologically, when a person goes into sleep, especially into a deep sleep, you eventually reach a state of sleep called REM sleep. And when you're in REM sleep, you have you lose complete tone of every muscle of your body with the exception of your, your, the, the muscles that control eye movements. Right? That's why you have eye movements during REM sleep. But the rest of your tone is completely gone. Like if you were in a deep sleep and I was to come and kind of move your arm, you know, open it like this, it'd be, there'd be no tone in your muscles. There, every muscle in your body has essentially lost complete tone. That has to be returned to us. If we were to try to mimic that, right, you'd have to paralyze a person to reach that sort of a state. This happens when we're going to bed every single night. So it's when a person, similarly, when a person passes away, immediately when a person passes away, before rigor mortis kicks in after a few hours, that person is completely lifeless, meaning their muscles are completely lifeless. There's no tone in them whatsoever. So this is how sleep is the sister of death. There's no guarantee that Allah Ta'ala will return our soul. There's no guarantee that we'll get our tone back 
all of these things are occurring when we're sleeping. So when we first wake up in the morning, we're praising Allah, the Ya Allah, you took my life away for a period of time. I had passed away for a period of time and you gave me my life back. Alhamdulillah, ahyana ma'atana. All praise, not, not a little bit of praise, not praise, all praise. Whatever definition you can attribute to praise is for you, Ya Rab. Why? Because you created me or you gave me life after I had passed away. And to him is our return. And to him is our return. We're waking up in the morning and we're reminding ourselves after we wake up, after he's woken us up, he's given us life after he took away our life. We're thanking him that he's given us another day to live, another day to experience, another day to interact with one another, another day to enjoy. But then we're then reminding ourselves as soon as we realize I'm awake, alhamdulillah, I'm awake. I'm awake, I, I've been given life again I, after I had passed away. Thank you, thank you, thank you, ya Allah. Oh wait, but ultimately I'm going to return back to you anyway. Ultimately my return is right back to you. Allah Ta'ala is reminding us that every single, that we, all of us, every single human being that ever come into existence, every human being will return back to Allah Ta'ala eventually. There's no exception to this rule. And Allah Ta'ala references this in the Quran. And the, uh, this, this is the, fa the last verse that was ever, that was revealed in the Quran. The last verse that was revealed in the Quran was toward the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. To the Prophet was revealed. And Allah Ta'ala says, fihi ilallah. Fear that fear that day. Fear the day fihi ilallah, in which you will have to return back to Allah Ta'ala. Fear that day. And so when we wake up in the morning, we're reminding ourselves that just as if just as I had left this world, my soul had left for a few hours, a, a little period of time, just as if that had occurred. Allah Ta'ala chose to bring me back, but there will come a day where I will not come back. My soul will not return to me. I am going to return back to my Creator. And that means that I need to now spend the rest of my day serving my Creator. There's nothing more worthy of my attention than service to Allah Ta'ala. There's nothing more worthy of my attention than my service to Allah Ta'ala. Because now I know, I realize that every moment of time from now until when I go to bed again at night, Every moment of time, I'll be accountable before my Lord because I'm going to return to Him and I'm going to have to detail every single hour of the day. And that's what's happening. That I wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning and I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock at night. When I return back to Him, I have to take account for every hour from 7 o'clock until 10 p.m. at night. Every little thing that I did, I'll have to stand before Allah Ta'ala and take account for it. So this is what we're being reminded of in this hadith of the Prophet that's narrated in both Bukhari and Muslim that when we wake up in the morning we begin with the name of Allah Ta'ala as we do everything else and we recite this dua before anything before we look at our phone before we speak with anyone before we get out of bed for that matter that we wake up and we say Alhamdulillahilladhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhin nushur all praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gave me life after I had passed away wa ilayhin nushur unto him is my return so may Allah ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to understand uh, this supplication may Allah ta'ala make it uh, a means of our salvation in the hereafter and may Allah ta'ala allow us to become regular and consistent in reciting the adhkar and the du'as of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa akhra da'wana alhamdulillahi